With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Cini. We are presented by The Athletic. Today on the show, it's one of my colleagues from The Athletic here to join me. And we're going to dive deep into the most fun teams across the NBA to watch on a nightly basis. It's Andrew Schlecht, one of my favorite people. One of the people <laughs> I get requested most to have on the show. So, Andrew, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Oh, man. A little bit of everything right now. Uh, covering the Thunder is uh, is really fun. And then the NBA <laughs> really this year team. is really fun. So, I have, I have zero complaints. Uh, I feel grateful and blessed, man. It's a great time to be alive. I have a uh, – so today, the way we're doing this is we're going to draft five-team lineups, basically, of the most fun teams in the NBA to watch and the most fun teams to just enjoy. Or if you're scrolling through League Pass, what team do you stop on most often? And yeah. you better believe the Thunder are on my big board for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, no you need 10. The Thunder are in that top third right now, Andrew. You better believe yep. it. They're fun, oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll dive into it, but they are fun. They are awesome. Uh, but before we do that, I want to open on Alperin Shengun, former Oklahoma City legend, Alperin Shengun. That's right. Wore uh, the hat. Yeah, wore the hat on draft night and then went directly to hell in Houston. <laughs> 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 the Alperin Shengun experience, though, took a big turn last night. He finally yeah. got to run an offense in the way that makes sense and seems fun and seems enjoyable and takes advantage of his skills. And, you know, instead of watching Kevin Porter dribble aimlessly for 14 seconds, we got to yep. see movement. We got to see dribble handoffs. We got to see rolls into short rolls and guys actually hitting him on little pocket passes and things like that. Him getting into space, getting into that middle of the court area where he can be so damaging and he ended up with 33 points, 15 rebounds, four blocks. I think he had six assists. And oh boy, Andrew, he was throwing some dimes last night. <laughs> oh man, was he, he was on it and it was fun. Uh, uh, did you watch this game last night? Like this 140, 132 shootout with the Lakers and the Rockets? Well, I went, I did not watch it live, but I did, I did watch possessions this morning of just Shangun himself. And there were laugh out loud moments where he's just like spin, like poor Thomas Bryant just got spin moved yeah. to oblivion last night. And like a lot of show and go stuff from spin him. cycle. Like he was in the laundry, baby. It was oh beautiful. my gosh. Yeah, it was, that was a really fun experience just to see him just go to work all night. Um, he's a fun player. I, I, I'd love if if he could defend at all, it would help out a whole lot. But the fact that he can get to so many different moves, yeah, is just so much fun. And as like a Rockets observer, like you got you like 
you have to love him. You have to defend him because oh, yeah. he is just a, a beautiful offensive basketball player. Uh, kind of a throwback. He's he's you don't want to throw around the Jokic stuff just because there's only one Nikola Jokic. Yeah. But like there were moments last night where you're like, okay, like there there's definitely some juice here. Like Schengen's shown some stuff. Oh, yeah. That's that's really fun. Yeah, like it, it's interesting, right? Because look, he's not gonna be Nikola Jokic is gonna go down as at minimum one of the 20 best players of all time, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like it, you look at the peak, it's already there. Like the peak mm-hmm. is top 20 of all time. Uh, you can't project that Alperin Shangun is going to get there. He's also just not as big as Jokic. He's not as long. Like I, I yeah, think it's going to yeah, be yeah. harder to keep him on the court defensively. Like there, there are a number of issues, but you know, he's just like different kind of like, he's like thicker kind of like, he's more of like a stone wall kind of where like, whereas Sabonis is like a skinny bully. It feels like, yeah, like sure. Sabonis, like Sabonis is just more of a bully. Like he will just get the ball on the block. He will put his shoulder into you and he will shoot that left-handed like flip shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Shangun throws up these weird, like little like floaters and throws up these like weird little like footwork, uh, like gets that little bit of space using his incredible feet and then just like kind of tosses it up and it goes in. I think that I will say like, if you look at Shingun's numbers, the rim this season in the half court, they're lower than most centers are. Yeah. If only because he's not that vertical, right? Like someone like Rudy Gobert is going to get easier shots at the rim because he's seven, two with a seven foot eight wingspan. And, like, it's just easier for him to finish, right? He catches lobs all the time. Shangun doesn't really do that. But at the same token, like, he's actually creating the shot a lot of the time. And if you watch this Rockets team regularly, like, I force myself to because I'm so fascinated with their project. Uh, mm-hmm. You just feel like th- this is a case I'm making tomorrow in a thing I'm writing with Kelly Eco uh, mm-hmm. about Shangun. And some of the other Rockets prospects, the first part of it went live. We talked about Jabari Smith and Jalen Green and just some of the like the team building stuff in general today. Go to The Athletic, read that. Um, I think he's the most misused player in the NBA, Alper and Shengu. Oh, okay. I think that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. It's, I, I think it's a lot of coaching staff stuff. Like, I think the coaching staff doesn't really give him enough leash to be able to, like, do what he's capable of. I also think it's yeah. the guards. Like, the guards don't execute well enough. And it seems like, look, I've said this throughout the year. Like, the Rockets offense, when Kevin Porter is the point guard, tends yeah. to run better with, like, a straight rim runner. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, I think it's just, like, an easier read for Porter, kind of. And sure. it creates that gravitational force. Problem is, A, the Rockets don't really have one of those. They have Bruno Fernando, who... All due respect to Bruno, you know, probably a third center in the NBA at this yeah, point. Sure. And on top of it, like, I don't think they should be prioritizing Kevin Porter over Alper and Shengun, just straight up. Like, a, you watch that offense and it runs like a clogged toilet does throughout mm-hmm. large swaths of games. So, yeah, it was really, really interesting tape last night to see Kevin Porter out, the Rockets just let Alper and Shengun rock. And the process on offense was just so much better. Like you could say whatever, like Thomas Bryant and Wenyan Gabriel were the bigs for the Lakers last night. And that's a big part of why Alper and Shangun shot 14 for 17 from the field. Uh, sure. Those two can't really defend on any yeah. level in the NBA against bigger, stronger dudes. But at the same token, 
I think the process of the Rockets offense was just way better. The movement was way better. They need to make some adjustments. Like to me, I think they should have moved on from Stephen Silas already. I've kind of made this sure. point a couple of times now. Yeah. Um, if Kevin Porter comes back and like gets the ball in his hands and they let him rock, we got to make a move now. Like yeah. th- there won't be any decision here. I don't think. Yeah. Pr- prioritizing KPJ in any facet is a mistake unless he's a bench player. Like he's, I think he plays in the league, but he needs to be a bench player. Like a guy that comes in, he's a microwave scorer. He's a guy that you give 20 minutes a night and you're just like, hey, go cook. But like, if we're going to run like a real offense, we need somebody that has some patience, some court vision, somebody that can settle this thing down. And that's what Shingun did last night. It's like he had patience. He lets guys run around. He lets the offense set up. He's like, all right, there you are. And then easy jump shot. Like that's what he was doing last night and it worked. And so I think I think just starting him, and I know he's KPJ is very talented, but there's a lot of talent. Like everybody in the league is very talented. Right. And so you have to find not only is Shangun misused, like even Jalen Green, like just allowing him to like find his way with yep. and having him find his way with Kevin Porter Jr. there is like man like come on like we need like some kind of steadying force next to those well, guys like just just give me some rando guard that can just come in and just organize something like that's all you need to do do you know what might be helpful for jalen green having a two-man game to play off of where you can like you know dribble handoff and then come yep. you know jalen goes around the dribble handoff shangun rescreens hits the short roll all sorts of movement right not this yep. stagnant dribbling like constant that's, mess of an offense yeah that's that's the thing with green is that he he kind of has trouble beating guys off the dribble at times and so it's yeah. it can't just be like this one-on-one game with him he needs somebody to help him get space and like that's okay that doesn't mean he's gonna have a bad career or can't be what everybody thought he could be it's just like use the tools that you have it's like they're they're using a hammer as a wrench and it's like this is that's no no wrong it's just yeah. not working. No, I'm with you. The, the, the Rockets remain confounding to me in a number of yeah. ways. Uh, th- this is the biggest one. When I watch Alper mm-hmm. and Shengun, I'm just like, do this. This will make mm-hmm. everything easier for everyone. I get that you will give up 140 points per game. You should be happy with that on a certain yeah. level. Like you're going to get a lottery pick. You do not have the defensive infrastructure or like experience at this point to be successful on defense. We, we That's proven now. Right. Like we yep. know that you might as well make one side of the court competent on some level from a developmental perspective. Yeah. Get Jalen Green, you know, involved a little bit more. I don't know what you do with Kevin Porter if you're them. Like, look, that extension they signed him to is so easy to get out of, like the way yeah. that it's. That's great. So, it's great. Great. Yeah. They did a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to do. Um yeah. If I'm, if I'm them, it, but it involves, it involves, actually, I do know what to do. It involves getting Alper and Shangun more involved in the offense, mm-hmm. letting him run things a little bit. Maybe honestly, like Tata Washington, his, I know he had a 50 point game earlier this weekend in yeah. the G League. Like, yeah, maybe that's your guy. Let him just have some reps running the show I mean, a little why bit. Not? I really like Tata, but yeah. like, you know, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. Um, yeah. Okay. Andrew, I know that's painful. 
that I made you talk about the the Houston Rockets. <laughs> it's a little painful. Yeah, everyone needs a smile in the YouTube comments. Andrew silently holding back his hatred for the Rockets. Real professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, okay. Let's get into this. Uh, so before we jump into the draft and we're going to draft again, the idea here is the most fun teams in the league. You can kind of take that whatever way you want, but I'm going to ask Andrew at the top here. When you're looking for a team on league pass to watch, when you're looking mm-hmm. for a team to jump into and like really, really enjoy, what are you looking for specifically? So I actually kind of broke this down into categories of like what what I look for in a, I love in a fun it. team. So first of all, like, do you have like a fun jaw dropping player, like a dunker or somebody that's just going to cook somebody yeah. on a nightly basis? The answer is yes. I'm willing to tune in. Uh, is there greatness on your team? Is there somebody that's going to be in the Hall of Fame on your team? Like, I'll tune in. Uh, next category: interesting looks. So what what am what are we working here with as far as like hair and as far as like style yes. goes? Um, there's some interesting looking teams out there, and I'm into that. And so that definitely goes into it. Uh, and then like weird players, like are, are there are there guys that are like six three and they're playing power forward for you? I'm into that. Like give me that. Um, and then pace. Pace is a big one. Like if we're yeah. if we're playing fast paced basketball. Like I'm totally into that. If we're slowing it down, it better be for somebody like Luca. Uh, cause if it's not for, for him and we're just playing slow basketball, I'm out. Get yeah. out of here. Like let's play fast paced ball. So those are the things that I look for in a fun team. Yeah. It's so interesting because like one of my criteria in general tends to be like greatness, right? Yeah. Like I, I love watching dudes that are just fucking unbelievable basketball. Right. Yeah. That process the game at a super high level, that think things through, that like you can just literally watch them on the court, like with the gears turning, figuring out like possession after possession after possession, how to attack a defense a certain way. Right. The Mavericks might be like number 30 for me on this list. They're just <laughs> not a fun watch. They're really, they're really, I want them to be like every time that I watch them. I want them to be because I love Luka Doncic that much, but they're they're not. They're not it, especially with the complaining from Luka and then like no one else can really cook and like I'm not a Christian Wood guy and so from there it's like what like what else are we really doing here? So yeah, th- yeah. I agree. They're they're not on my list. They've been fun previously. Like I, I have enjoyed. Like I actually kind of sneaky enjoyed the Porzingis teams a little bit. Like. Sure. The ones where, like, you would see some pick and pops with him. You'd see Porzingis in the corner, and they'd invert the offense a little bit. Like, I thought there was, mm-hmm. like, o- honestly, some really interesting stuff, like when Rick Carlisle was the coach. But uh, Jason Kidd doesn't really run interesting stuff. That's another thing I look for. Like, are you running interesting offense? Are you, yeah. you know, running up and down the court? I think pace is a big factor for me as well. Um I'm someone who really likes defensive competence. Like, you are going to see some things on my list where, like, like, for instance, the Pelicans are on my list. I just fucking love yeah. watching some of those guys defend. Like, I love watching Herb Jones. I love watching Dyson Daniels. I love watching, like, uh, all of those dudes defend Murph. at a really interesting level. Yeah. Murphy's really good. Like, there's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. I also, I, like, yeah, in young players. Like, uh, there's something, too, still, like, that idea of hope, right? It's true. 
It's true. Yeah. So yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Young players. That's I like, I have the Warriors on my list. And if any of their young players were like reached any, anything close to the ceilings we thought they would have, they would be so much higher on my list. Like yeah. if we tuned in and like Jonathan Kamingo was playing, like we thought he might like, Oh my gosh, but he he's playing better, but he's not playing like the guy that we thought he could be, you know, James Wiseman, just not being playable at all. Like knocks him down a few pegs. Like, but if James Wiseman was out there like catching lobs all the time, like I'd be totally into that, you know. But it knocks them down a rung because it's like, man, they don't. Man, there's, there's an awful lot of Ty Jerome here, you know, um, which is not always fun. So, okay. So to do this and to determine who gets the number one overall pick, we will be flipping the Chihuahua coaster. Okay. Do you want heads or tails? Uh, tails. Okay. It's heads. Okay. So here, let's see if we can uh, see if we can shift that. Uh, it's behind the baby Yoda pillow that my dog has. And okay, I can see the go. head. Yes. Heads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go first in that case, okay. and you get to go second. And do you want a snake, or do you want to just go back and forth for ease? Let's just go back and forth. Okay. So, with the first pick, guys, I'm going beam team. Oh, man. The beam team. Yeah. They're big. The Sacramento they're they're high on my list. Yeah. The vibes are off the charts with the Kings. Yes. Yes. They are, cons- they consistently, I think, play the most fun games out of anyone league-wide. That's another thing that I really look for. What yeah. teams play consistently the most fun games. Like I love watching specific teams for specific players. Like we'll talk about the Nuggets at some point, probably like Nikola Jokic is one of my favorite players to watch league wide. And I love watching greatness on some level. The Kings don't Mm -hmm. have anyone like Jokic necessarily, but they have a lot of dudes that are just super, super fun. The way that that offense flows with the Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, super enjoyable, but moreover, they can't defend anybody. <laughs> like, no. They can't defend a soul. And those games just always be always become up and down shit shows in some mm-hmm. way. And yeah. the Kings are better at up and down shit show than their opposition for the most part. And I adore it and I love it. And but like it's it's like organized shit show and like organized chaos on some level. Uh yeah. like it, it's so cool. And then I don't know, like I feel like Sacramento, like I Home home crowd matters to me a little bit too. Oh man, yeah, their home crowd's unbelievable. It feels like they are so pumped every yeah. night that they have a win. They are, now. yeah, like, and of course they are. Like they should be. They've made the playoffs in God knows how many years. I don't know what the number is anymore, but like they are consistently the team that I find myself turning to the most. Like if they're mm-hmm. playing even a remotely interesting team, I know that that game is going to be so fun. And I know that like I'm gonna I'm gonna get something out of it watching the other two. Like I've watched the Kings now probably 20 plus times this year at this point, just because yeah. I really, really enjoy watching them. Like I, I just know like the flow of those games and everything. I'm gonna get something interesting in terms of learning from watching the other team. And I'm gonna, you know, enjoy the shit out watching the Kings and Kevin Herter just go nuts and you know, De'Aaron Fox and you know, Sabonis on this incredible, insane run that he's on right now. The Kings are the number one team for me in terms of if I if I need a random game to put on and the Kings are on, they are my top choice. Yeah. You also have Malik Monk and like Terrence Davis just getting buckets out there. Like those dudes are so fun. 
Yeah, they kind of yeah. have some like pretty vanilla guys like Sabonis, Keegan Murray, Trey Lyles are like kind of these like big vanilla players. Like there's not a lot to them, but for it just like yeah. works with, with a guy like De'Aaron Fox kind of running around like a madman uh, and Davion Mitchell as well. Like they're, they're so much fun. The speed, the yeah. passing, just their, their offense is relentless and their defense keeps the speed of the game up. And it's really fun. Yep. Well, and, and sneaky. Another thing too is like, Sabonis, like we talked about earlier when we were talking about Shangoon, like he's a bully, right? Like he just mm-hmm. likes to like old school take you down onto the block and like try and score on you with that like little yep. left-handed like flip hook shot, right? But man, like he will also like run some super interesting dribble handoff stuff. He keeps the ball moving. He processes the game super well. I think that they have found a lot of guys on that team. Kevin Herter's another guy. You know, Keegan Murray keeps the ball moving across like a lot of the yep. time. Like they found guys that just keep it moving a lot of the time as well. And they play really just solid free flowing offense that is enjoyable to watch on a night to night basis. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Like You're up at number two, Andrew. Oh, can, can I give a caveat with this team? Is that okay? Yeah, of course. I mean, this is your number one overall pick, man. Like you need caveats here. Pelicans with Zion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's be clear about this before you go that far. We're talking like full strength teams as long as we've seen like a modicum of full strength so far this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pelicans with Zion is an unbelievable experience because he's got the ball in his hands and you can feel the fear from the other team through the television as you're watching. (laughs) Of like I just they just know they're helpless when he's driving. And it's it's a it's just so much fun watching the Pelicans with Zion there. You have like yeah. the Jose Alvarado, like the just his like whole vibe, his look. He's got those long braids. I've I haven't like had a conversation with him, but just watching him interact with people too, like he's yeah. just super down, super down to earth, and like super like kind and considerate and fun and energetic. And you're just like, man, I, I wish we could be best friends, me and Jose Alvarado. Like, I, I really like that guy. And then when he gets on the court, he's just an absolute pest. He's hitting threes. I, I love him specifically. I think that he's super fun. But then, like, up and down the roster, they just have guys that come up. Like, CJ McCollum isn't, like, the most fun guy, but he helps kind of keep this group together. Herb mm-hmm. Jones... There are a few players that are fun to watch play defense, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, but just watching him, I've seen him defend Shea this season. It was like, holy smokes, like that was an experience. Yeah. That dude just knows how to play. He knows how to use his length. He knows how to use his chest. Uh, same with Dyson Daniels, like similar experience there. Um, and then like the the look of Jonas Valanciunas as well, like factors in, like that's a big one for me. That just yeah. him walking onto the court, you're like, all right, this is a, like this is business. This is fun. Like he's this got is the business. He's got the <laughs> slick back hair. Totally into it. Uh, I'm big on the Pelicans, and they have like the young guy thing going on too with Dyson Daniels. Even like Jackson Hayes has shown some flashes this year where you're like, I don't know, that guy can just jump out of nowhere. I don't know if he's any good at all, but he can sure jump, and that's pretty fun. Um, so yeah. And then yeah. Brandon Ingram too. We haven't even mentioned him and he's missed a ton of time. And, but when he plays, he's a joy. And then, uh, Trey Murphy, who is not 
so have you heard Will Guillory talk about Trey Murphy and how he's not Trey Murphy the third? Have you heard about this? No. What? So he's not Trey Murphy the third because his first name is not Trey. His his first name is no, Kenneth. Kenneth, right? Yeah. Yes. So he's not Trey Murphy the third. He's Kenneth yeah. Murphy the third. There's not right. three Trey Murphys. <laughs> There's one Trey Murphy. So we got to stop calling him Trey Murphy the third. That's incorrect. But um, I also enjoy the stylings of Trey Murphy. So, yeah. Yeah. Trey Murphy is like a sneaky big part of this because like he just opens the court so much for Zion. Like there's also like something fun to the idea of them having like the two biggest bullies on the block every time they play someone if they want to. Because Jonas Mm -hmm. is fucking huge. Like if people haven't seen Jonas Valanciunas like in person before. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain how He's just big. He's like, big. yeah. Like, if Yusuf Nurkic is like another guy that's big. Like, I feel like when I see Jonas, yeah. I'm like, you are even bigger. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I know that like Nurkic is probably like wider and thicker, but like, he's just a big dude. And like, you can yeah. throw him, like, he just goes through bigger guys. Like, he goes, like, there was a uh, game against the Rockets earlier this year. Like, he just plowed through Alper and Shengun. Like, he wasn't yep. even there. And it's just mm-hmm. like, wait, what now? Like, how is yeah. this happening? Um, yeah, like, there's just something to the idea of, like, being the biggest bullies. And, like, I feel like they are they're skilled and they're talented, but they're also just like the biggest bullies. Like they're super physical defensively with Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones and like Jose Alvarado. And then they're going to bully you to the rim. And like, you know, Brandon Ingram's going to back you down and try and get you into that mid range area. CJ McCollum is going to, you know, play his skill game. I I don't know. Like there's a lot of skill to it, but like, I I appreciate how much they bully teams kind of. Yeah. And they're twelfth in in total clutch time minutes too. So like they're playing a decent amount of yeah. clutch time games as well. Um, and you know you you've got to have that going on too to get you on this list. Like you got to play some close games. And there there's been some fun games. I just need them to get healthy. Like let's just get healthy, especially for the playoffs. I just I just need to see Zion in the playoffs. I just need to see how think. teams will scheme for him. So. That's yep. that's my one request for the playoffs this year. Like, just get me some Zion games. Okay, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be back with picks three through ten. Okay. We're back. I'm up at pick number three. I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Memphis Grizzlies are another like just super vibes team because they have been playing together for a long time. That core has been together for what, four years now, basically. Mm -hmm. And they just know how to play off of each other. First and foremost, like John Morant is one of the most fun, exciting players in the league. He's going to try and get downhill. He's going to try and throw down all over you. Like he did against the Indiana Pacers oh earlier. Uh, what was that? That was like Friday, I guess, something like that. Um, I don't. Like I can't. I don't know that I could just bring my arm back that far, just like sitting here in my chair. Yeah, I you know. know. It's just 
<laughs> like it's just painful to for me to even just thinking about like I don't know if I can bring my arm back that far and he's just like <laughs> jumping and just yeah. like you're the greatest part about that dunk is like your jaw dropped like right yes. as he jumped and brought the ball back you were like oh my gosh like I feel like I covered my face whenever he started <laughs> to do that it's just like this is unbelievable I can't believe he's doing it and then he finished it because a lot of yeah. times like jaw doesn't finish those and everybody is completely okay with it because yeah. it's just like the the ferocity that he goes to the rim and then he finished it and it was just like yeah wow that's maybe one of my favorite and I'm like a big Shaq guy and so like I love just somebody just getting dunked on and that was yep. just a ridiculous example of that it was so much fun well like the the he's one of those guys that he makes me not understand body mechanics. <laughs> like <laughs> he makes me like question how the body works. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Like, if there are aliens walking among us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like how am I a human? And he's also a human. That's wrong. Yeah. That's just that like, that's just wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like John Morant is one of those guys where like, it's like him, Giannis is one of these guys, but Giannis like this is a bully on some level, yeah. right? Like Shay is one of these guys, like we talked about Shay before, just in terms of like the way that like he can decelerate and slither with his footwork, like through yeah. like parking cones that are half a foot away from or like six inches away from one another, right? Like yep. mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. The the way that these yep. guys move is just like so, so incredible. Um John Marant's one of those guys that just makes me question how like human beings function on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're also the other thing I've really enjoyed is just like Jaron Jackson morphing into very clearly the best defender in basketball. Uh, yeah. He's like switchable on the perimeter and like you can do a lot of different stuff with him that way. He's not like Bam out of bio switchable, but you know, he's, he's a really, really good defender. Here's the other thing. He's actually the best defender at the rim right now in the NBA too, like forget blocks. Like if you look at like the shots he contests, teams are shooting like 42% at the rim on shots that he contests, which is best in the NBA. That's like, that's like unreal numbers. Guys are afraid. Yeah. Guys are afraid to drive on him. And then also like you have, when you have he and Steven Adams in there, it's like, Oh gosh, like you just feel like if you've got a, like a live dribble, you're just like, Oh gosh, okay. Where can I pull up? (laughs) Can I get, can I stay away from these dudes? And they constantly play big because he can shoot. He can play with the ball in his hands a little bit. He's so mm-hmm. good from the weak side. Like even if it's not, you know, Steven Adams, at some point it's going to be Santi Aldama. We haven't gotten like a crazy amount of those minutes yet, but yeah. like Santi Aldama is six foot 11 and it, it, it's just, they're going to be so hard to score on, even though they have John Moran at the point of attack, who is not very good defensively. They're going to be so hard to score on because Jaron Jackson's just going to clean everything up. Then on top of it, like, here's the other thing about them. They talk so much shit. Like, that is the number one shit-talking vibes team in the league. Like, Dylan Brooks, Mm -hmm. I I enjoy, for the most part, the Dylan Brooks experience. Like, I didn't enjoy him, you know, clubbing Gary Payton in the face last year. But, like, I, I, for the most part, as long as it's in, like, control i do enjoy that experience i love desmond bain like desmond bain is like i feel like i feel like he's like a sneaky quiet shit talker like it's so it's subtle like you hear Mm -hmm. him do interviews and it's real subtle like he'll take Mm -hmm. like a shot 
And then you sit back and then five minutes later, it's just like, oh, damn, that was good. That's that's clean. <laughs> that was like a clean headshot. Good job, Des. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's super good. Uh, he's, yeah, he's insanely good. I mean, I, from from your vantage point, like evaluating him as a draft prospect and yeah. seeing him become this. This. Like, that's that's got to be crazy, right? I mean, look, I didn't expect this. I had him as like a top yeah. 20 guy in that class. I think I had him like yeah. 17 or so. Um, yeah. I really, really liked him. I thought yeah. he was super smart. I love the way he moved without the ball. I obviously love the shooting. The other thing about him is he's just like the most down to earth, like hardest working dude. I thought that mm-hmm. he would get the absolute most out of whatever he had basically. And obviously there are physical limitations, but like the shooting is just so real that yeah. those limitations go away. I, I, I couldn't be happier for Desmond Bain. Like he, he is yeah. a, um, I, I love him. I absolutely mm-hmm. love him. Um, and the developmental story is great. Like his story is amazing. Um, you know, TCU like comes out of nowhere at the end is like the only high major offer really. And yeah. he ends up at TCU and, you know, makes an impact immediately, but like still nobody sees. He, de- he declared for the draft three times. The first two times people were like, yeah, he's, you know, he doesn't have you know great length, but here's the thing though. Like every time that he went back to school, he got better. Like he, yeah. he the first, when he declared as a sophomore, it was like, he's just a shooter that is six foot four with short arms. Yeah. Declared as a junior. It was like, you can see the flashes. Like they're kind of real on the ball, but like, they're not there yet. They're probably not good enough. As a senior, yeah. he went back and like was running actions for TCU and like was obviously spacing the floor at a super high level. It was, it was awesome. No, he's one of my favorite developmental stories of the last, like, you know, for, since I've been doing this job. So for like eight years now. So, um, yeah. yeah okay. Unbelievable. Let's go to number four. Andrew, you're okay. up. Oh, there's there's a lot of good teams left. Yeah. A team that I consistently tune in for is the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. Some of it began yep. with intrigue, uh, and I have begun to really love this team. They don't check the pace box; they play really slow, um, which is typically something I don't like. But I love Darius Garland. And he's somebody that has like a lot of stop and start ability that is yep. really fun. Like he'll catch a, a, like if a big is on him, he doesn't necessarily love to just drive right by him. He'll stop just on a dime and just catch a mid range just in his eye. And it's like, I mean, I love, I love that kind of stuff. And then you look yep. up and down the roster, they just have done a really good job. We're talking about looks like Ricky, Ricky Rubio, he's back. Great look. Jared Allen, obviously bring in a great look to the table. Uh, Robin yeah. Lopez, great. Uh, Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens being almost indistinguishable at times. Like, that's great. I'm really into that. Uh, the fact that you have both the Mobley brothers on the same team. Yeah. Super yep. into that as well. Um, Mamadi Diakite is maybe like one of the low key best vibes guy in the entire NBA. Like if you're around that dude, the Thunder had him for a minute, and I was around him some, and he just like has like this bubble of joy around him. Like, and if you can get it within, get within his bubble of joy, like Mamadi is just the dude. Like I love that guy. 
and he's on this team as well. So you'll you'll catch it. You'll catch a good smile from Mamadi on the bench uh, for well, this team. Well, so yeah, for me, it's like you watch the you watch the synergy that they have between like Darius Garland and Jared Allen, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the synergy between Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen w- was like immediate. Like it was like oh. Wait, yeah, like, it didn't take any time at all. Like the yeah. whole the whole Donovan Mitchell experience, you thought, okay, maybe this will take a few weeks. And it was like, nope, like here we go. Like he's ready nope. to go. He knows how to play with the big. He's rocking. And these guys know how to play. It, yeah, he was rocking right away. Man, Mitchell has been so much better. Because the way people talked about him in the summer, especially when he's on the trade block, it's like, ah, do the Knicks really need that guy? It's like, man, yeah. that was absolutely disrespectful. Because <laughs> this dude <laughs> is such a hooper. I mean, obviously, you get 70 in a game. Like, that's great. Like, that is like theater. And the fact that good. he, <laughs> he was able to do it in a way, in like the context of like, win, like a winning basketball game, it didn't feel forced. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, incredible. He missed a free throw, got his rebound and scored purposely oh in order to tie the game yeah. to send it to overtime. Like, yeah. They needed every every one of those 71. Oh. Like when Devin Booker dropped 71, they didn't really need those 71. Cavs no, needed no. all 71. Yeah. No, it was incredible. Yeah, and Mitchell the Mitchell story is just so much fun. And the fact that he yeah. gets to go back to Utah and there's like not venom within it. It's like, oh, this is great. Like he just gets to come back and and hoop. And I just love it. There's just a uh there's a joy around the Cavaliers. And I yeah. I hope they can keep that. A lot of it is, it's like, man, we're good now. And like this team, this city hasn't had a good team in a long time. And this this rebuild has taken a long time to get here. And yeah. part of what made this rebuild go hit the fast forward button was Evan Mobley. One, just bringing yeah. him in. And then like the next fast forward button was Donovan Mitchell. And I don't advocate for teams to press that button. Like I don't think it's typically a really bad idea to do that. But if you hit the right ones, you can end up where the Cavs are. Where you're like, it's like right. I don't know, like would it be crazy if they made the conference finals? I don't know that it'd be crazy well, if I, they did. I don't think it'd be crazy if they made the finals, like straight up. Yeah, like well, if, I mean, you know, that's how you know Boston you press the right was, buttons. If, that's how you know you press the right buttons, and like, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, like I, I think Boston causes them a lot of problems in a playoff series just because of the yeah. length, the defensive guys that they can throw at their guards all of that stuff. Like if Boston was losing the second round and like, you know, it's Milwaukee against Cleveland. Like, I think that's actually a pretty interesting matchup for Cleveland in, in a mm-hmm. few different ways. Like you have Evan Mobley who can guard Giannis. And then you have Jared Allen who is like coming over from the weak side to help all the time. Yeah. Or you can throw Jared on him and you have Evan Mobley coming over from the weak side. Like there are a few different ways that they could handle that that could work in theory. I do think they're probably one trade away. Um, they, I think they need sure. one more wing option that could really, really yeah. help them. But yeah, they, they're a really, really fun team. They were number six on my list. I am a big fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Speaking of number five now, we're up to. This is my third team. The Denver Nuggets. Okay. Yep. They're pretty high on my list as well. Yeah. I just love the Nuggets. They've played such beautiful basketball. It's free flowing. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's Nikola Jokic. All day, every day. Like, yeah. he is literally a supercomputer. You, you just yeah. watch him play basketball. It, it is 
like algorithm makes it seem like you know dull and boring but like he's like an algorithm that runs at like fun speed basically yeah like the way that his brain creatively comes up with solutions to basketball problems is unlike anything i think i've seen on a basketball court weirdly uh the passing the playmaking the other thing is that like i i still think his scoring gets underrated like his touch he just shoots and makes shots from like angles that nobody else in the league shoots and makes shots from and oh by the way like the rest of this team is fun like aaron gordon's having an unbelievable season yeah yeah he's been fun he he was created in a lab as well for Nikola jokic <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, totally. Do you know who else was? Michael Porter Jr. Like kickouts, spray kickouts, spray cuts, yeah. you know, little dump off passes to Michael Porter on cuts. The Nuggets have done such a pristine job of building a team that makes perfect sense around Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Jamal Murray is another one, right? Like Jamal Murray playing in two man games with Nikola Jokic. Do you, do you know what the common denominator here is? Nikola hmm. Jokic makes everybody's life so much easier. Makes yeah. everybody's life. Like, is there a player in the NBA where you would go, you know, that guy might not work with Jokic. That might be a problem. No. Gosh, They'd all be so no. drastically improved by playing with Jokic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's so – the creativity is just so off the charts. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's shocking because – like you just don't there's just nobody like him. There's just been nobody like him. He's got like these like giant like spaghetti noodle arms that just like do things that you're just not ready for. Um I I love watching him. I love that he gets beat red and that his arms start to get beat red too, like yeah. when you're about in the third quarter. That's just like it's like very lovable to me when I when you're yeah. like, man, this guy's tired. Like this guy gets tired like me, but then can go and like do all these things where you're just like, ah, this is it's just unbelievable. And then you have a guy like Bones Highland coming off the bench. Yeah. Where like if you don't love Bones Highland, then you actually don't like basketball. So like <laughs> get out of here. Uh, Bruce Brown is such a weird player. He, like when I mentioned like weird players, he's one of the guys that I think of yep. because he's just like this smaller beefy guy that like really, if, if you were like, he's really like a, a power forward. If he's something, yeah. But he's not, I guess he is that. I don't know. He's just weird. Like it's if you're trying to describe to your grandpa what he does on the basketball court, you probably are gonna have a really hard time. And I think that's that's also like a great lit- litmus test for a player. Like if you're if you can't describe to your grandpa what a player's doing, that I'm really into that guy. And that's an Bruce amazing Brown, take. Bruce Brown is one of those guys. <laughs> that's an incredible take. Can you explain to somebody who like watches the NBA just a little bit or not at all? What this guy is good at on the court. If the answer is yeah. no, and he is a good player, that makes him a very fun player. Oh, I'm very into it. Very, very yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Andrew, you're up at number three. A team that I really like, and it's mostly just because of one player, is the Boston Celtics. I just like can't get enough yeah. of Jason Tatum this year. The his When we talk about greatness... He's on this level this year. He put up 51 last night. And just the variety of ways that he scores and his willingness to play off ball, to set screens, to post up, to shoot from the corners. 
I just, I'm just fascinated because there's a lot of great players that kind of just do the same things, especially like wings that it's like, Mm. okay, I kind of know what they're going to do and what makes the Celtics so unpredictable. It's just his willingness to do a little bit of everything throughout the entire Mm. game. And it's like death by a thousand cuts with Jason Tatum throughout a game. And so I love that about watching them. They're the best offense in the NBA. They're not super, they don't play a super fast brand of basketball, but like it's fast enough for me. And then, like, you have so much going on within this team, like the Rob Williams headband, long hair, where I'm not exactly sure what his decision was when he put the headband on. Like, I really am into that. Uh, Marcus Smart's green hair is great. Blake Griffin's just like hanging around. We're just yeah. like, that's kind of like, that's cool. You know, like, you just see Blake sitting on the bench, like, okay, that's cool. Um, they they don't have a lot of young guys, but I I think about like JD Davidson sometimes and just like his bleach like bleach long blonde hair. He's playing for the yeah. main red claws, but eventually like we might get a, a taste of JD Davidson. Like he just brings like more vibes to the team, and then just like Luke Cornett just deciding that like jumping at you know from very far <laughs> yes. away is a good idea. You know, like that's a, it's the dumbest thing. It's like trying to that that's one of the things that I could not describe to anybody's grandpa as being a good idea. But I'm very into it. Uh, Al Horford, well, I, love I, just, I love, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love seeing it. I love Al Horford. Um, I'm very into the Celtics. I'm very into them. They look ready to make another big time run. And I like that too, because they had so much go against them in the off season, you know, and they don't look like it. They look like a team that's, that's ready to go. And a lot of that's Tatum. So yeah, Celtics are my, are my third team. So they were the second team remaining on my board uh, left. And I really like guys that play in between rhythm, like play in between steps almost where yeah. defenders can't figure out like when they're going to pull up, when they're going to pass. I think Jason Tatum is one of the better guys in the league at that. Uh, yeah. Like he just plays in between rhythms that are typical and it makes it I really, like really hard for NBA defenders to manage him. Mm-hmm. They have just such a good mix of like things going on. Like they play like up-tempo basketball at times. They play incredibly efficient offensive basketball. Um, they have great switchability defensively, but they also can play, they can play two bigs. They can play super small. They have the Derek White rim protection thing happening, which is like yeah. one of the weird fun things happening league wide. And then yep. they have like all the like great Williams stuff, which is like bizarre and weird from time to time. Like he's become yeah. a great ball handler and like attacker of closeouts while also knocking down shots. And then like, while also complaining to refs constantly and like, Oh my gosh. A way he talks doesn't, way too much. Just talks way, way too much. Talks so much. And like, weirdly doesn't bother me. I don't know what, maybe it's cause like I've met Grant and I know that like, he's like a really, really good human being. And yeah. like, I just know that like, he's super, super smart. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I love it. I, I love everything about the uh, Boston Celtics. They have, like, they have fun vibes. They have great vibe. Like, it, it's – I don't know. I love the team. I love watching them yeah. play. Okay. Yeah, me too. Most surprising team on my list coming into the year. Never would have guessed this. Number four for me is the New York Knicks. I'm going with them hey. at pick number seven. Hey. I, I love the Knicks. I've broken this down previously on a, like, recent podcast last week. I absolutely yeah. adore this team right now. Yeah. The Knicks, the Knicks are so interesting. One, you don't know what you're getting from week to week with them. Yeah. Like who, like or which, night to which, night, which, even. 
yeah. yeah, like which version of the Knicks is this? And when they're like when they're good, they're like legitimately a good team. Yeah. And like they they can be very exciting. And then when they're bad, they're confoundingly bad. You're just like, I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Um but like Jalen Brunson, like one, he should yeah. be an all-star. Um yeah. what he's done over the course of like the last three years has just been ridiculous. Like he shouldn't be able to be this good in that size of body with the skills that he has. Like he shouldn't be this good. And he has transformed that Knicks team and has been tremendous for them. I feel like he's kind of resurrected Julius Randle who looked even at the beginning of the season, you were like, man, like this looks like Zach Randolph kind of a tough in the in New yeah. York. Like this is not good. Like he's not into this. Like he's not into yeah. being here. He is not into playing basketball. And within the last like two months, like yeah, like he's into it. Like he's good. Like he's been really good. He he and uh, Mitchell Robinson. Like I've not been a Mitchell Robinson guy really up until this yeah. season. And then I've watched the way that those two play together defensively. You're like, oh my gosh, this kind of works. Yeah. Like they can kind of build a wall and they play really well. They both have good size. They both had good have good length. And they their defense is like, oh my gosh, they're kind of respectable. No, uh, they're like still they're need, top ten in defense right now. Like they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They need they need some more length on the wing. Like they're getting that from RJ Barrett, but then it's like the other guys that they got out there, it's like you're not getting and that's where like some of the weaknesses come in. It's like Brunson's size really is can be a problem. Like it was definitely a problem against the Raptors yesterday. Uh, even Quentin Grimes is like just not that big, and so like there's issues there defensively. But yeah, man, like I'm I'm kind of into that. And they've got some young guys. I mean, I mentioned Quentin Grimes, who I really like. Emmanuel quickly doesn't get talked enough about. Like I think everybody's like left the the quickly train and jumped on Quentin Grimes, but it's like wait, quickly is like still really good, and he's been helpful. No. And, and he's, he's like actually good now. Like I've talked yeah. about this, I think like three times in the last week, but like yeah. I was never real. like I was probably lower on him than most mm-hmm. people. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's probably like a bench guard, you know, maybe he figures it out. Maybe not. Yeah. He, he is so much drastically better than what he was when he was a rookie and like everyone mm-hmm. melted down. Like he, yeah. he is, especially over this last like little month stretch, he is awesome. Like he, there's a reason that at times, even with RJ Barrett healthy, they've been closing with quickly and Grimes on the court, like next to Jalen Brunson, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed yeah. to RJ Barrett being on the court, it's just because like Emmanuel quickly has earned those minutes a lot of the time. He, he's yep. he's really good and he's gotten way better defensively. Grimes is really good defensively. Like, yep. they figure it out. Like they they, they those three Mitchell Robinson. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel quickly. Like that's the reason they have a top 10 defense. Julius Randle yeah. has stepped it up a little bit. Like he's no longer, you know, just not doing anything on defense, which. Yeah. He's not a giant traffic cone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Early in the season. And, you know, Jalen Brunson has his limitations, but those three have been huge for them on defense. And like, again, I just enjoy watching like on any given night, you don't know who is going to step up. I think like yeah. some nights you're going to get like RJ Barrett attacking the rim. Some nights you're going to get like Emmanuel quickly floaters and threes. Almost every night consistently, you're going to get Jalen Brunson. Like Jalen Brunson is really interesting because like you mentioned the body and like the frame and stuff. 
And one thing I always talk about with one, you know, NBA executive friend who will remain nameless is, you know, fast brain over fast body. Oh, uh, yeah. Like thinking about guys that clearly process the game faster than yeah. everyone else. And Jalen Brunson was one of those guys from the time that he was like 16 in high school. People were just like, yeah, like this, I don't know if this is going to work, but like, he's clearly one of the smartest players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's just like, well, maybe we should think about why that will work then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That might work guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like, yeah, I mean, to, I mean, I was always kind of on the page that like, okay, the Mavs let him go. That's okay. Like, I think it's okay. This is kind of what I thought in the off season. And the more I watch him this year, I'm like, actually, that's probably very bad. Very, very, very bad. Because think yeah. about the Mavs with him again. Like, and, and he's improved. He's better. It's like, man, Mark Cuban really should have hired his dad. Like, really should have brought his dad in. And you you just keep him. You just keep him in, in Dallas. And you, I mean, they'd be, think about that. Like, they would be legitimately so dangerous in the West. Just because yeah. there's nobody in the West that you're scared of right now, yeah, I agree. They, they could they could win the West if they had Jalen Brunson. I don't think they can now, but with yeah. Brunson, like they got to the West Finals last year, the step that both Doncic and Brunson have taken, like yeah, they could win the West. They could do it. Yeah, no, I agree. They're they're the Knicks are super fun. Okay, you're up at number four. Oh, number four. I have several teams still that I'm just staring at. I'm going to have to pick the Thunder. Like, I just love, I actually enjoy watching yeah. them. They're, they're I, on my big board. Like I mentioned to you at the top of the show. Yeah. I mean, one, like the look of a lot of these guys is just great. Like, obviously, Josh Giddy, like the 6'8", Timothy Chalamet, just always just doing something with his hair is like, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Shea is super cool. Dort's got like the big ponytail thing going on where he's growing his hair out. Like, that's cool. Uh, both Jalen Williams's look cool. Lindy Waters underrated look in the NBA. Um, po- you got Poku just like hanging around like poor Poku's uh, broke his leg that's, and it, it, it looks like, so sad. It looks okay. so sad. But yeah, just but having like, Poku out there is great. They need to get they need to wheel out a throne for Poku. Oh, like, my gosh. Right next to the bench so that he can yeah. sit in a throne on the sideline with this broken leg. Like, that's my idea. Here, here's the other thing about the Thunder. Do you think there's anybody that does social media in the NBA better than Jalen Williams, J-Dub? Uh, he's just a normal dude. He's, he's so a, good at it. He's really, fu- like, he's legitimately funny. There's, like, athlete funny, and then there's, like, guys being actually funny. And there, yeah. it's maybe 2% of the NBA of guys that are actually funny. Yeah. And he's one of them. Part of it is that I don't think he quite understands that he's an NBA player yet. Like he just doesn't yeah. like meant like he's just still just like kind of just like this dude that's just like going through life and like doesn't think of himself as better than anybody, which is just like a great attribute to have. Um, he's just he's a he's just a, a great person to be around. His teammates love him. And then he's got this YouTube channel. And it's got like a thousand. He gets like a thousand views on every <laughs> on his post. He got like three so posts much. right now. Like nobody's watching it, but he's making them just like any 
21-year-old would make uh, a YouTube video where it's like, hey, I'm going to open up my backpack and show people what's in my backpack. And he just does that for like 30 minutes and just is telling <laughs> people like where he bought his glasses and where he, like, it's just like you're just a person. And this is really great. Uh, he's awesome. And then, man, the whole Thunder experience, I, I legitimately enjoy and get excited about going to Thunder games yeah. and getting to be getting to be around this team is honestly really fun. Like Mark talking to Mark Degnault before the game is always just a delight. Like he is a delightful person. He's kind. He is thoughtful with his answers and he's pretty funny too. So I love being around him. Uh, Lou Dort. I love being around Lou Dort. One of my favorite guys in the NBA. He's just delightful. Uh, Kenrich Williams, dude, Kenrich. I, I honestly wish Kenrich was my best friend. Like, I just really like that guy. <laughs> I love being around that guy. Love talking to him. He's so much fun. And then just their brand of basketball that plays really fast. They're, they're really small. Like, they have been starting with Kenrich at center recently, and, it's, and it works because of the style of defense they play. They just swarm to the basket. Anytime anybody even takes a step toward the basket, they just start swarming, and it's working. And then offensively, like they just get downhill. Like it's just all about getting yeah. downhill and spraying the ball. It's like who, who's got the ball? Josh Giddy, great, get downhill. It's Shea, get downhill. It's Dort, get downhill. It's J Dub, get downhill. And it's just a fast paced, fun brand of basketball. They play a ton of clutch time minutes, which is really fun too. And then just Shea has been an absolute monster. Like you just can't stop him. He's yeah, no, he can even no. he he could do like the Larry Bird. I'm going to point to the spot that I'm going to here, guys. I'm going right there. And actually, the yeah. spot that he's pointing to every time is the rim. Like I'm going right there and you're not going to stop me because I'm going to either speed up or slow down at some point when you're not expecting it. And I'm just going to go right around you like he can find windows for shots that don't exist. Like he's like a wizard that's just like creating a, a window of opportunity that is not there. I mean, he's. He's a joy to be around as well. Like this just it's just a fun team and they're going to get better just because of age and they're going to well, get better and, because the coaching staff is really really good. And they have a, another 7-foot alien with a 7-foot 6 wingspan who can shoot threes and dribble that will be There's coming that. back next year in Chapel. There's that. <laughs> I know. It's you add him. I don't know where they're going to be in the draft. I don't know if they make the play-in. They definitely could yeah. make the play-in. I would still bet against. I it. actually think they can make the play-in. Yeah, yeah, they can. They I, can I've do been it. Skeptical, but yeah, like yeah. I, I'm now at the point where I think they can make the play-in. And like, here, and here's it, the thing: like the mm-hmm. way Josh, it's it's Josh Giddy. Like we, Josh. We oh my gosh. Barely talked about. I, I, I have like a small bone to pick. Uh, I've okay. been calling him NBA Chalamet for three years now. Before yeah. we got to the NBA, but look yeah. at my guy. My guy just comes out and starts calling himself Himothy Chalamet. Himothy like, Chalamet. That's true. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. I <laughs> adore Josh. He's Giddy. been so good. He's been 50, he's 40, been 90 hungry. since December 1st, which yeah. is just like, I don't know how to process it. And I've seen every one of his shots. I still don't quite know how to process it. And know like, oh, is he just like giant Steve Nash now? Like, where, like, what are we doing here? Um, I'm waiting for it to go away, and it kind of keeps getting better. One yeah. is, is he's take he's consistently taking the same shots from three, which has helped him so much. Yep, and just like the release stuff that's been talked about a ton, but just the fact that he has 
altered his um his guide hand and like learned how to shoot without the guide hand and then learned to bring the guide hand back without the thumb being in the way has helped his shot be consistent almost every time. So now like, you watch him last year, like he's, he's either making it or he's missing really bad. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is going to work. And now yeah. he doesn't really miss bad anymore. And no, that he doesn't. has been, yeah, the, the misses are okay. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting to watch him and just the way he played against Brooklyn the other day. <laughs> he just, no one was going to stop him. Like he wasn't going to let anybody get in his way. If they were, he was going to bump him. He was going to move him. His strength has been a big tool of his as well. That's that's the um, thing that stands out to me. It's yeah. the fact that he's like last year he wasn't strong enough to really yeah. like go through guys on the ground, right? And like mm-hmm. dribble through contact. It's that like contact balance through your core and through your lower yeah. half when got because like look like. You know, people talk about the fact that, you know, you can't bump anyone anymore in the NBA. Like, there's no hand check or anything. But guys are still going to bump you. Like, they're still going to try and get their chest in front of you and yeah. stop you. He's six foot eight. He's just going to fucking go through you now. Like, he does. that's the yep. thing. And he legit yep. just, like, he can't go through Giannis, but like, he can oh. go through guards and go through here's guards. The other he, thing. I mean, he did it, did it to Nick Claxton the other day where Nick Claxton, he got yeah. into it and he was like, nope, sorry. Like, you're not going to do it. And he just like moved him with one, yeah. just one bump and he was gone. One, like you say that the Thunder play small and they do. You're not wrong about that, especially across the front court up front, but yeah. they play enormous across the back court. Like yes, exactly. Josh Giddy yep. is six, eight Shea Gilders, Alexander, six, six with a seven foot wingspan. J Dub is like six, six with a seven, two wingspan. Like these mm-hmm. dudes are big. They are yeah. hard to deal with. Even like Trey Mann is six five. Like yeah. they mm-hmm. play big. Like we've talked about this before, but like I feel like that's what they're doing. They're getting positional size with fast yeah. brain and skill. And that's their mindset on this. And I that is how I would build a team. So I adore everything about it. But like at yeah. the same token. It's just super impressive. They're so, yeah. so impressive. I, I love, I love watching them. Um, I can't get enough of Josh Giddy. I can't get enough of watching, um, yeah. him develop. It, he is, he, he still does things that like he sees, you know, seemingly a full two seconds before anyone else on the court sees it. Mm-hmm. And two seconds in the NBA is like a lifetime in terms of trying oh, to make yeah. things happen. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where this goes with Josh, but he's only twenty. Like he just he just turned twenty like a hundred days ago, and so it's like I had like what does this look like at twenty five? You know? know, like realistically, like what does he do? Like can he at twenty five? Can he shoot and be like the strongest point guard in the like the biggest strongest point guard in the NBA? Yeah, like I, I mean, think the like the answer is probably yes. And really, what we the yeah. things that we need to learn about this team are. What what do they look like when they're in the NBA pressure cooker? When like when there's expectations and when there's playoff basketball where teams start to take away stuff that you're good at, what's left? And like that's what we just don't know yet with this team. And they're really fun and it's yeah. gonna be fun for a while just because I think it's gonna be a little bit before they get there. But that's like we just don't have enough information about them. Like we know a lot about Memphis. We know a lot about Denver. We know a lot about the Celtics, but like, I just don't think we know 
a whole lot. And I've watched every single minute of this team this year, last yeah. year, the year before. We just don't know enough about this team yet. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really fun to find out. Okay. My last pick is the Warriors. Uh, okay. Number yeah. five. They're just fun. Like they, they play with incredible ball movement. I, I look, I, I, people who've been listening to this show for a long time know that I adore Draymond Green. I love watching him play basketball. Yeah. One of the smartest players in NBA history. Like just the, the way he defends, the way that he communicates, like watching him communicate defensively, I think is one of the coolest things to watch in the NBA. Like he yeah. is so communicative, communicative, like everything falls apart when he's not out there defensively because mm-hmm. I feel like he's just like pointing guys in the right direction so often and constantly and consistently that it's just really, really hard uh, when he's not out there anymore. Um, and then like, is there anything better than watching a Stephen Curry explosion from three? Oh my gosh. Like, it, it is genuinely oh. still after all these years, if it's happening, it is the thing you have to turn on. If he makes mm-hmm. two in a row and like you see it on Twitter, it's just like, Oh no, I've got to get there now. You know, oh, yeah, like, yesterday against the wizards, he did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. it was just delightful, and you're just like I don't I don't know how he does it. I don't know how, you know, and he does it in a way where it's like I think I think that I could replicate some of the stuff he does, but there's no way I could make any of the shots, you know. <laughs> just oh my god, he's unbelievable. He's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he dropped 41 yesterday against the Wizards. Like, it, it was like a casual 41. Like that's the thing. Like they they everything. they slept block through most of that like through most yeah. of that game it was like uh, I don't I was like I thought they were gonna lose and then apparently a fan in the stands was like yelling at Draymond and like fired up Draymond and then like he that. just was like all right it's over like we're not we're done like we're gonna take we're he like, started taking it out on the, the Wizards how mad he was at this fan and yeah. it was over like so they yeah. that's the thing about Draymond is like. If you can just light a fire under Draymond Green, like it's over. Like you're you're it's toast. Over. Because it's, it's not he doesn't get so like he there is like a boiling point with him where he like gets so, like so juiced up that like things just boil over for him. But if you hit him just right, he is an unbelievable player, decision maker, yeah. uh, defender. It's just like there's he's a he's just an unusual player. He's another one that's he's tough to describe to your grandpa. Like he's just a weird player. Well, and then there's still like the clay explosion occasionally too, where you'll get that. Hey, yeah, he had fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he'll drop ten threes in a game, and you're just like, oh yeah, he can do that. Or like he'll go yeah. eight for sixteen from three, like he did earlier this year against Indiana in like thirty five minutes. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. like he, he still has that in the bag. Like he, he still has that club he can pull out. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they just need. Yeah. They just need one or two more pieces. Like the Dante DiVincenzo piece is like really important to them, but they need like maybe one or two more guys. Like yeah. I don't like I don't know if Anthony Lamb and his big old eyebrows is going to last to the playoffs. Like is he going to play in a playoff game? Like I don't I don't know. I feel like they maybe need yeah. one or two more guys. Yeah, like the guy that I keep bringing up for them is like Mason Plumley. Like, I think if you put sure. Mason Plumley in, like, actions, oh, yeah. like, with the way that he knows how to move and, like, the way that he can, like, run dribble handoffs, like, he would be immensely helpful for them. He's without like, a he, doubt. He would, yeah. 
Yeah, like his brain moves at their pace, like he knows what to do. I think it would just really, really work in a lot of their screening yeah. actions. Um, but yeah, guys like that, it, yeah, you would think so, yeah. Um, but it's guys like that, like guys that like just will move it around, like they'll just move the ball mm-hmm. around and make it work. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you that they're probably a piece away still, like a couple depth pieces away. But mm-hmm. you know, w- when they get rolling, it's you know, there's nothing better. I think yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm very into that. You're up the 10th well, overall pick, the last pick in this draft. Uh, I'm picking the Orlando magic. So I... Andrew, this is amazing. I just want to be clear here. <laughs> we have the same 10 teams. I would imagine. Oh, really? <laughs> because I have, I had the thunder at 10. I had Orlando uh-huh. at nine. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other eight teams. So, like, all ten of the teams that I have here are the ten that got yeah. picked. Uh, this team is so fun. Like, the Paolo Bancaro just experience is just unbelievable. He's so good, and he's so young. And just some of the stuff that he can do creating off the dribble, it's like, you shouldn't yeah. be able to do that. You know, there's a lot of you shouldn't be able to do that going on on this Magic Squad. Like Bull Bull is like also at the top of that list. Like almost everything Bull Bull does, you're like, yeah, you shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, yep. He's flying around like crazy. I watched him in person in Oklahoma City at the beginning of the season. And there were just like several just like confounding things that he's doing where he, like he's got this athleticism at his size that shouldn't be possible. Uh, he's bringing yeah. the ball up the court like he can pull up. He can he can just do so many things. You're just like that. That shouldn't happen. Um, Franz Wagner is a great player. Like he's just a flat out awesome player that I I didn't in the draft process. Like I I don't know that this ceiling was even thought of. You know, yeah, from no, my I, angle. I didn't think so. Yeah, no, he's he's better already than I thought he would be. It is ceiling, and he's, he's really still good. Super, still young. Like we talked about Giddy at twenty five. Like, what does Franz Wagner look like at twenty five? Like that dude, totally. he's so smart. He can do so many things on the court. I'm a big fan. Wendell Carter Jr. is just like flat out, just like a good big man in the league. Yep. And I enjoy watching him play. And also like Markel Fultz, like just kind of resurrecting his career there and being like under the radar, a good player. Like I don't. No, he's like a starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah, that's like, been really fun. Yeah. That's been super fun. Uh, the, the, the whole Chuma OKK pronunciation situation you, you know about this is that the Where, way we're pronouncing it now well okay so the story is this so he went i can't remember where he's where his like lineage is from but he went to africa some a country in africa they told him because he's pronouncing it okiki they told him like you're pronouncing your name incorrectly from mm-hmm. the your lineage it's okay and so he came in media day and told this story about how like i've been pronouncing my name incorrectly my whole life it's actually pronounced okk and like that's what you that's what how it's supposed to be pronounced now and like and he's he's from nigeria for what it's worth nigeria okay yeah i i love that story i think that is such a cool story and that he was like willing to take that on and saying like no like this is how it's pronounced i actually like found i found out through a guy that covers the magic and through the Thunder PA announcer was pronouncing it OKK 
at the game. And I was like, mm-hmm. he, he rarely gets anything wrong. He's just like such a pro. And right. when he, when he, when he pronounced it, okay. Okay. I was like, okay, there's gotta be something to this. Like, I don't think he's, <laughs> I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. Like I think he's wrong, but I also don't think he's wrong. And so like, there was a story behind it and that was cool. Um, so like all of those reasons, like there's, there's things that you, that are disappointing along the way. Like Jalen Suggs experience is pretty disappointing. Cause I thought that dude was just going to be a hooper and it's yeah. taken some time. Like the, and I'm still not out. Like I'm not selling my Jalen Suggs stock by any stretch, but like the shooting yeah. stuff is concerning. Um, yep. but all around just a fun team, just a fun watch. I'm, I'm very into the Orlando magic. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried by the fact that like Jalen Suggs is now actually just like losing minutes. Like he's like just no longer playing. I know. Which is concerning yeah. to me. Um, yeah, I don't like that. But the thing with the magic that I really enjoy is just like they're they're big. Like we've kind of talked about it, but like we haven't mentioned mm-hmm. like like Franz Wagner's playing the two a lot of the time. Bull Bull's playing the three. Then like <laughs> Paulo and Wendell Carter are out there. Like you're going like six ten or taller from the two through the five, and it's just like they're giants. Yeah, they're giants. Yeah, they're absolutely enormous. And it's a super fun construction lineup wise. I really really enjoy them. Uh, that they, they they do fun stuff. I'm so glad you brought up the Markel Fultz thing. Look, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't really think he can shoot yet. Like I know that there are some encouraging signs from the mid range. I think it's hard to expect him to be able to shoot threes at a certain point just because like it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And like he's still he rebuilding. Like I, yeah. I, I get it that he's still rebuilding and, but you know what? Like he's not a, I mean, look, he went number one. So like maybe he's a bust, but like, yeah. he's not a bust. Sure. Like he's not like Anthony Bennett. He can he's play. Not, yeah. He can play. Yeah. Like he is, he's going to play in the NBA for over a decade, like mm-hmm. very easily, very comfortably. He, that mm-hmm. is an incredibly fun story. And by the way, like sneaky does like, he has his groove back. Like, that's the thing. Like you watched Markel Fultz at Washington or like in like the Washington DC area. Like this dude was so swaggy. Like and it was just like this quiet, like confidence and creativity in, in terms of the footwork, in terms of the way that like he planned his drives and like reacted to the way help defenders came at him. It is similar to Shea. Like they're, yeah. they have body mechanics similarities in the way that they tend to attack. And mm-hmm. I trust those guys to get better at the very least. Like, yeah, I like Markel's passing ability. I think he's gotten, like, he's gotten better at everything except the shooting side. He's good defensively. Like, he just needs the shot at some point. And mm-hmm. by the way, like, I like the Cole Anthony experience. I know that Magic fans are frustrated yeah. with him, but like, I, I love it when they interview Cole Anthony after a game and it's just like the energy comes right in your face. Right. Like it's yeah, the coolest thing. Like, like he's too. just like, yeah. he's like shouting because he's so pumped to like be out there and like to be playing in the NBA. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Um, yeah, no, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm glad that we got the magic on here because I really enjoy the yeah. magic. All 10 of my teams. That's amazing. Hey, uh, did you have hey. any other team on your list? So, just teams that I would have considered. I I still love watching Kevin Durant play. So like I've got the Nets yeah, like as a, right. a French team. <laughs> um, I love that experience. Even Kyrie, as much as like I don't agree with a ton of Kyrie's choices, like watching him play basketball is just like ridiculous. Incredible. He's yep. he's so much fun. Uh, and then like the Pacers with Tyrese Halliburton 
is uh yep. is pretty fun as well. Like I like uh, like Ben Matherin's great. Uh, like the look that Kendall Brown, Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith are bringing. Like they just bring like this variety of looks from the big man position. Like I don't know what's going on. Like this is great. Uh, Aaron Neesmith is a weird player. Like I don't really understand what he's becoming. It's like what he's like this like super physical. Like is he a four now? Like what? What is happening? Yeah, like, like I don't understand his trajectory. Stretch, yeah, player. I don't understand yeah, his trajectory player. at all, and I'm very into it. Like I really like that about him. So like that was another team I considered. But yeah, that's my list. Yeah, the Pacers were a team that I was like, okay, this makes sense. Like I, I enjoy watching them play. They play fun games. That's another big thing with them. They just yes. play really fun games. Yes. Um Sneaky, I will say, I couldn't get them on this list, but this team does play fun games. The Spurs play fun games. They just aren't competitive enough a lot of the time because the Spurs yeah. aren't good enough. Like yeah. the almost every game is like you see fun shit because they can't stop anyone from doing whatever they want at any yes. time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting team. Um, but this was fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah. This is a great time. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it fun just to focus on the good things in basketball, Andrew? Like, this is my favorite thing. This is so. If, if if any of you guys listen to my Saturday podcast, Saturday Slam and Jam, this is like kind of like the ethos of like what Alex and I wanted to create. Yeah. It's like just like the thing about the NBA is it's so much fun, and That's like just highlighting yeah. like the joy and the fun that exists within the sport. It's just like it just it brings me great joy and like debating like, oh, my guy's better than your guy or like this better. or This guy actually sucks. You know, like that kind of stuff is like, man, like that's yeah. that kind of stuff is exhausting. So like, let's just let's pump it up. Let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy yeah. the, the great things about this league. And there's like I feel like we could talk for probably like two more hours with how like endlessly fun, like totally. some of the stuff that goes on in the NBA is. So, yeah. And like so much of my like quote unquote day job is like comparing and contrasting prospects. Right. Oh yeah. And like trying to like figure out is X better than Y. And like, I'm trying to like nitpick so many of these guys. Right. Uh, Cause it's part of the job. Like it's part of scouting. You have to, you do have it, to right? do it. Yeah. You have um, to do it. But I feel like that's why, like whenever you listen to an NBA podcast on the show, for the most part, it's just like so much positivity. I just fucking love the NBA. That's where I'm yeah, at. Me too. Man. Like, me too. I just I love this. I, I love basketball. I love this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really is just so terrific in this season, particularly like I, I can't remember a season where I've had more fun watching the NBA. I've had like a lot of casual fans like tell me, oh, there's like no storyline to connect to this year. And, and like, there's no like overriding, mm-hmm. you know, there's no great teams. There's so much parody. And I'm just like, they they kind of think like the regular season like it isn't all that interesting and i'm just like guys just like sit down and watch the games like they're so I, fun i agree you can pick, I, yeah any game you can pick any game on any given night it feels like and you'll mm-hmm. have an absolute blast watching basketball yeah night to night you know even like the last 2 years there were definitely nights that just felt like a slog just like oh man there's yeah. not a whole lot going on I think I've had one night that I've sat down and watched and I was like, man, this wasn't great. There's like almost yep. every other night. I'm like, this is like, there was at least like two or three phenomenal games on, or like someone was doing something crazy. Like somebody's scoring 50 or somebody's has like this crazy triple double or just, there's just a lot. There's a lot to like, if, 
yeah. if you're like if you want to get into like the nitty gritty of it all like it's been a very very fun season you know there's no like and maybe what it is like casual fans want like the the heavy hitting team like the like the Miami Heat like the Heatles or like the Warriors were or like like this you know behemoth that you have to take down like there's not that but boy when we get to the playoffs like I don't so I don't know good. how to I don't know how to pick the west yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to pick the West, and we don't even know what the order is. But I just know that it's going to be impossible to pick, and I really yeah. look forward to that. I think I'm like legit, just going to have to like podcast like every night during the playoffs. <laughs> like I think that's where I'm at. Like I know it's just going to be fun. Like that's what it yeah. comes down to for me. Like it's just going to be a blast to watch every team every night in the playoffs, and yeah, I couldn't be more excited. It's going to be a great yeah. time, Andrew. Tell the people where they can find your work. Tell the people about Slam and Jam. Tell the people about Down to Dunk. Everything you've got going on, buddy. Yeah. So if you're into the Thunder at all, go check out my podcast, Down to Dunk. It's on every podcast platform and also on YouTube. So if you're into YouTube, go check that out. And then uh, Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic NBA show. You can find that every Saturday on the Athletic NBA show feed. Lots of great shows on that. We, We provide 11 different shows every week on the athletic NBA show feed. So if you're just in need of something about the NBA, like you can tune into that podcast every single day and you're going to get yourself something. So yeah, those are, uh, those are the two main places you can find me. Go to the athletic, keep us employed over there. That'd be nice. Go to the athletic.com slash game theory. That is the best place to subscribe to the athletic. Uh, What do I have coming? Uh, Like I said, I have something up on like, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith talking about them as prospects, talking about the way Houston is building this thing. I will have the second part of that story up with Kelly Eco later this week. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe the next day. Um, Danny LaRue, Seth Partnow, and I have a big like NBA trade preview coming up at some point soon. Don't know a date yet on that, unfortunately. Um, cool. And other than that, I'm just kind of working through draft guide stuff. But that's a lot of content you guys are going to have. I will be back on Thursday night on YouTube, Friday night on your podcast feeds. With Mark Schindler, we're going to do some sort of show. I don't know quite what it's going to be yet. We'll see. Um, I'm still – I had an idea, but, like, I don't love the idea. And I think I'm going to change it. So uh, keep it locked here. We will have Schindler, though, for later this week. And until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye. (laughs) 